Hello, it's Gabby here for you. Before we jump onto this week's podcast, I just want to let you know about two ways that you can work with me. First of all, I do one-to-one coaching and I do that via Zoom so we can jump on a Zoom call at a time to suit you. The second thing I've got for you is an online coaching course that's 12 modules that you can download straight away now. There will be a link somewhere around these podcast notes. And this is the course that I've designed and it's got everything in it that I wish I'd have known when I finished cancer treatment and I was lost. So you can download that course now and you can start working towards making this your happiest and healthiest year ever. I'd love to hear from you. Let me know what you think. Take care. Bye-bye. Hi, it's Gabby here for you. Today's episode, I'm going to be talking about the biggest thing that cancer survivors need to do, the biggest problem that they have in their life. And that big problem is fear. I'm gonna talk about what you can do about living in fear. Is it just something you have to accept that that's the way life's gonna be now after your treatment has finished? And the other big thing that people have a huge problem with is sometimes known as scanxiety. So that's the anxiety that accompanies having to go for your scans, for having to go to hospital appointments. So what can we do about that? We all want to thrive, don't we, when treatment ends. We all want to live our best life. And so many people will give you advice and tell you different things of what you should do. What should you do? Should you change your diet? Should you take supplements? avoid certain foods, should you be a vegan, should you eliminate sugar, dairy or meat, should you stop drinking alcohol, do you need to lose weight. Some of those things may or may not be appropriate for you, now it all depends on your individual circumstances, but they are not the biggest thing that you need to do. If you're a cancer survivor, you will know that cancer equals fear. So to really thrive, the most important thing we need to do is to let go of the fear. And sometimes that's easier said than done. Working on your mindset is the most important thing you can do for your recovery, my love. You see, cancer is all about fear. That's all it is. It's everywhere you look, cancer equals fear. Even from that minute you get that first diagnosis to when the doctor's going to look at you and say, I'm really sorry, it's cancer. You know in that moment your life is never going to be the same again. And that space, if you're living in fear and being fearful is not where you thrive. And as a cancer survivor, you are no different. In order to completely recover and stay in remission, you need to step outside of this fear. You cannot let it take over your mind. With fear around recurrence or the anxiety or the why me syndrome, many cancer survivors get sucked into a never ending cycle of fear. But how do you break free? To me, it's all about mindset. The physical recovery of cancer is so important. Of course it is. But mindset recovery is just as important. And it must be built into every single cancer survivor's recovery plan. And if it's not, your hopes of fully recovering in every way. I don't just mean physically, you know, getting rid of the cancer cells. But I mean of living a healthy, happy life. Your hopes of recovery are pretty slim. So what can you do? Well, first of all, we need to turn this on its head of stopping thinking of going to the hospital as being a scary thing 
And of course, when you've had that diagnosis and maybe you've had chemotherapy or you've had surgeries, some pretty terrible things have happened. They've happened to me when you've gone for a hospital appointment. But I now view those scans and those routine hospital appointments in a very, very different light. I've had to view them now as not just saving my life, but doing everything that I can. It's quite empowering to think that you are the owner now of your plan. When I was first diagnosed, you really put your hands in the experts. You put your faith in them. You don't know anything about cancer. Well, I certainly didn't. And so when you meet an oncologist who's a consultant, who's a quite important person at the hospital, you just drink in everything that they say. They are the expert and you are just learning this horrible world that you've got to learn to navigate. But as time goes on and when your treatment is finished, you've been through so much. You've had so many hospital appointments, probably. You have probably experienced quite a lot of frustrations with the administration, of appointments not happening when they should, people not doing what they should. And so for me, I learned that I had to not be so trusting and I had to be the one that checked up that if somebody said something was going to happen on a certain date, that it did. I take a notebook with me now to more hospital appointments just in case somebody tries to blind me with science or use a term that I'm not sure of. I always just write it in my notebook. So that would be one of my tips for you. It's just to get yourself organised. Going into a hospital, I know, can be quite nerve-wracking. You know, there's the smell of the hospital. There's the sound of the hospital. There's the memory, probably, of so many bad things that have happened when you've been in a hospital. And again, somehow we need to change that experience from being a scary, horrible thing to being an empowered one. You are a survivor. If you've been through cancer treatment and you've completed your treatment, you are a survivor. You are a powerful person and you can do this. You can put your big girl pants on, whatever phrase you want that makes you feel good. And it can be metaphorically as well. You know, it can be getting dressed up for your hospital appointment in the early days, I never used to make an effort with my hair and makeup, but I do now because it makes me feel better. It makes me feel more confident and it might sound a bit daft, but just thinking about what you wear. Do you need to wear clothes that are easy to get on and off? Sounds really obvious, but just being really, really well prepared. I always get to my hospital appointments in really good time. So I'm not flapping about parking or being late or finding the right place that I need to be in. I try as much as I can to be cool, calm and prepared. I also plan for the day that I'm going to go for a hospital appointment to have a treat to look forward to that evening. And it may be to be whatever a treat is for you. It could be watching one of your favourite films. It could be having a nice glass of wine. It could be catching up with a good friend. And on that note, I'd like you to think about when you go for your hospital appointments, who do you need to tell? Because you may have the sort of friends or support around you who's really, really helpful and supportive. Or you may have somebody around you who loves you probably, but is maybe not that helpful because they're going to be worried as well. And then you're going to pick up on their anxiety. They're going to know that you're anxious and so you're not really helping each other. So for me personally, I just like going on my own. And then I wait for the results and then I'll tell people, oh yeah, I've had a scan or I've had whatever I've had and it's all okay now. I will tell them when I've got the results. I won't let anybody know that I'm going for a hospital appointment if I can help it because I don't want to share that anxiety and I don't want to answer questions about it and I don't really want to give any negative connotations to it. It's all to me very, very positive. And so 
that's what I would say to you is think about how can you turn this thing that's making you anxious into a positive experience? Well, remember, you are a survivor. Remember, you are in control of this. You are making these appointments. You are going. You are doing the very, very best thing that you can for your health. And so anything else that you want to do, I touched on some of those things before, changing your diet, taking supplements. Of course, you can investigate them. Do them from a place of loving and caring for yourself, not from a place of, I'm scared. Maybe the things in your lifestyle, Not this is not about blaming you at all. For me, it was about taking responsibility. I knew in my old life before cancer, I used to get too stressed. I know I used to worry about things I shouldn't have worried about in this grand scheme of things. There were things that weren't that important. And so I make a conscious effort now not to do that. I make a conscious effort to improve my diet. I'm going to talk about diet in future episodes because I am not somebody who's obsessed with what I eat. I'm not recommending that you completely banish anything from your diet that you love. Everything within moderation, I would say. And I studied nutritional healing. And one of the best things that I heard was when the teacher was saying... And telling me all these wonderful things I'd never heard before about how foods could heal you, how your body renews itself. Every seven years we get a new body apparently because your cells are continually dying and being regenerated and being replaced. So any changes that you make, you know, you're not the same person that you were seven years ago. But one of the other big things that I took away from that was the 80-20 rule. And that was the fact that if you are... I don't really like to use the word good, but you know what I mean? The good stuff that you know you should be eating. If you're doing that 80% of the time, then the other 20%, you can just indulge in whatever you fancy. And the other thing that I'd just urge caution with as well, I had a friend who started drinking green juices. I personally love a green juice. I find them really, like, I just feel really fresh. I like the fact, it may be a mental thing, that I know that it's doing my body such good. But my friend was drinking these green juices when she was ill and she hated them. She absolutely hated them. It was a chore. It made her physically not feel very well. But she was chugging these green juices down her because she thought it would do her good. It might help her recover. And I'd say, if you've got that mindset about something, it's not really going to do you any good. It's not just the physical chemicals that are in food. It is how you feel. Food has got emotions attached to it. We all know that, you know, sometimes when you're poorly, when you're not feeling very well, I know a nice bowl of warming soup, or for me, it's mashed potatoes with gravy, whatever it is, there's comfort foods that we all get comfort from. We have to be careful if some of those comfort foods maybe are not so good for us. But food has emotion attached to it. It's not just a physical, we eat food for fuel of course we do but there's more to it than that there's the emotion that's attached to it so what I would say again fear is an emotion that's what I started off talking about and I just want to invite you really to think about how do you react when you're in fear is it your heart's racing are you panicking what is that that you need help with because there's always an answer to these things and it may be learning to meditate it may be breath work exercises It may be as simple as going for a swim once a week just to help with your physical breathing and relaxation. I love to swim, so I feel when I'm in the water, that's my happy place. But you need to find that happy place where you can just literally leave your troubles outside the door for an hour 
and just learns what it feels like to be in that space when you're not worried about anything. And then once you've got really conscious about how that feels, it's building it up, building it up little steps every day until you more and more are in that lovely, calm, relaxed state. Now, I'm not promising you that I can help take all the stress and all the worries out of your life because that is part of life. And we're all going to have ups and downs. We are all going to have happy times and sad times. That, again, is just part of life. But it's really how you can manage yourself to bounce back from the lows. It's really thinking about how you can manage yourself, manage your emotions to bounce back from the lows. I'll go back to what I started talking about, about living in fear. That is not how we want to be living. You cannot let this fear take over your mind because, putting it bluntly, what is the point of recovering if you're going to be just living in fear and scared of everything, scared about recurrence or worried or asking that why me? And I've seen this with some cancer survivors. Why me? Poor me. This isn't fair. Well, do you know what? I do think life isn't fair sometimes. Bad things happen to good people, unfortunately. That is just life. But you're here. And you're listening to this. How would it be if you just decided you're going to make the rest of your life the best of your life? You may not be, you know, as young as you used to be. None of us are. You may have had your body and, and your emotions ravaged by cancer. Because cancer is so devastating. I get that. But it can be an opportunity for you to decide how you want to live the rest of your life. What do you want to give time and emotion to in the future? What do you want to prioritise? What are you going to make sure that happens for you that maybe didn't happen before? Is it spending more time doing things that you like? Is it spending more time with people that you love? If you've got hobbies, if you've got books that you want to read, films that you want to see, taking the time out for you this is your time it's not just about let's have the operation let's get rid of the cancer you really need to work on your mindset as well and turn you from a frightened cancer patient which is completely understandable my love but come on let's look at that bright future that you've got in front of you I'm here to hold your hand. If you need anything, just reach out to me. Thank you so much for listening. Let's speak soon. Take care. Bye-bye.